You are listening to The Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 186. Authenticity is really the name of the game, especially here and now in this age. There's, as you said, there's so much noise out there. There's so many more voices online than ever before, especially in this current time period that we are in. And so the way that you cut through the noise is not to shout louder and it's not to be deceiving, but it's to really know the heart of your customer. And that comes through having conversations with them and through your own authenticity. And people are really drawn to that more than anything else. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hey, it's great to have you join us today. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, executive and mentor coach and coach educator. And I've got to tell you that this last several weeks has been so exciting for me because I have been doing interview after interview for upcoming shows with people bringing such great content. Your summer is going to be jam-packed with awesome shows. We've been just slamming interviews for the show in business building, skill building, you know, working in organizations as a coach or what organizations can gain from having coaching within them. I just have to tell you that I'm so excited for for what's being brought forward. In addition to that, I've been working in a program where I've been challenged to do a sprint, really knuckle down and get something done for my business. I've chosen to get that new website that I've been promising out there, which means I've been doing a lot of writing for my new website. And It can be a challenge. It can be a challenge to get the words just right, to get the information out the way that I want to, which is why this interview today is so compelling for me and I think will bring so much value to you. I'm excited to introduce you to Megan Ketchigan. She is a copywriter and she's going to talk to us about the importance of writing content in such a way that that content turns our people who are reading whatever we're putting out there into clients. And isn't that ultimately we want to do? We want to be able to put our content out there in such a way that it turns those readers into clients. Megan joins us today to talk about five elements of writing copy that are the elements that go into really compelling content, content that draws people in, gives them value, helps them understand what it is that we do in such a way that they want to follow up with us. Now, Megan is a copywriter for coaches that creates content that is revenue generating 
and optimizes automations. That's the other thing that we want to do. We want to be able to automate our business in such a way that we're not spending all our time recreating the wheel over and over again. Megan has a signature grow method, and she also has provided some free templates for the audience. So the link for that is going to be in the show notes for episode 186. Megan is the owner of Megan Ketchikan Copywriting, and she is going to talk to us about creating content as well as what would it look like to work with a copywriter if that's something that interests you. So the interview is super full. I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Let's go to my interview with Megan Ketchikan. Megan, welcome to the Star Coach Show. It's so nice to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me. So we connected over copywriting. And you might be wondering, audience, what's that all about? So, so Megan, you work with coaches as a copywriter. And I think that that's an essential tool. Star Coaches is all about different strategies, different tools, different resources that can help us be the best we can be as coaches and connect with our audience. So let's start with just a little, you know, copywriting 101. What is copywriting all about? Yeah, so copywriting is about being able to sell your program, your product in an authentic way that really connects with the hearts of the clients that you want to be speaking to. And so working with a copywriter allows us to do that job for you so that you get to focus fully on coaching and serving your clients and doing what you do best in your zone of genius. Excellent. Now, when we think about copywriting, what we're talking about is the content that you put into your emails, the content that do you work with coaches also around the content they would put on their websites or, okay, what other content do you help coaches put together? Yeah. Websites, emails, email sequences that can be automated, your sales page so that you don't always have to be on the phone to sell your product, but a sales page can do some of that selling for you, which is nice. Buy a little bit of your time back, which is really huge. Yeah. And if you wanted to do Facebook ads, we would help provide that copy as well. Okay. So all those places where we're sort of reaching out and offering something to our clients, copywriting helps us offer that in such a way that it's compelling and helps get that message across. Now, what we decided to do today, since, you know, our goal here is to empower each one of you listening to apply whatever process we're talking about to your own business. Megan has been kind enough to bring forward her five essentials for creating content so that whether you work with a copywriter or whether your own copywriter, you are thinking about these key elements that need to go into really rich content for your clients. So let's talk about what goes into creating content. Where do you want to start with that? Yeah, so let's start at the beginning here. And so what really matters the most is that you have a juicy hook or headline or way to to rope the readers in or the potential clients 
and get them to, to stop scrolling and, and pay attention to what you have to say. So, so if it's an email, would that be the subject line to actually have a subject line that gets them to open it? Exactly. Yeah. And if it's a Facebook ad, it would be... Typically, it could be something like in the image, depending on how you wanted to do that. Or usually anything on social would be like the first sentence before you have to read, click, read more to, to see the rest of it. Because if that first sentence isn't enticing enough, they're not going to read more. And then it doesn't matter how great the rest of it is because they just pass right by it. Oh, good. So what are some of the things we want to think about when we're thinking about the hook? Yeah, so you really, it really comes down to knowing your audience really well, what their pain points are, what motivates them to action, what they actually need help with. And it's really just about meeting them where they're at currently. So not necessarily about where you want to take them yet, but meeting them where they're at right now. And so sometimes that looks like calling them out in terms of like, hey, are you looking to lose weight or hey, new moms or, you know, whoever it is that you're trying to talk to, call it out and be as specific as possible. And I think one common mistake is people are so afraid to like narrow down who they're talking to because you think you're eliminating everyone else, but actually it makes that person feel like, oh my gosh, they're talking directly to me. Like, did this person read my journal? Like, read my mind? How did they know? Like, that is how we want to them to feel. Like, we are in their head. We fully understand where they're at, their problem that they're dealing with, and want to overcome. Oh, I, and I want to stay here for just a little bit longer because I know, particularly for those of you who are still in the place of determining who's the audience that I want to work with, there is that fear that Megan talked about that if I get too specific, I'm going to scare everybody else away. And Megan and I are both here to absolutely promise you that a jack of all trades does not attract people the way that getting specific with your market does. Now that might mean that in the that you have a couple different niches, but initially pick a niche Get clear about what that client's pain points are, what they are, what they want to hear from you in where they are right now. And I promise you will get better traction in your business than trying to give a message that that will kind of apply to every Tom, Dick, and Harry. There's nothing wrong with Tom, Dick, or Harry, except for the fact that we need to really hook your client population, which means you need to get specific enough that they understand that you're talking to them. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So whether it's, you know, leaders, how are you communicating? Well, no, that wouldn't be a good hook. But I mean, if I was, <laughs> if I was a lead, cause this is not my business, it's Megan's business. But you know, if I was working with leaders who are trying to increase their communication style or communicate, communicate in a way that helps their people be more productive, I'm going to have to probably really finagle around what, what is it that they need to hear? What's going to motivate them that I can say? Is that accurate? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. One example that came up recently was like, um, instead of helping moms lose weight, which is pretty generic, like sure, like everyone wants that, but 
then we change it to like new moms fit back into your skinny jeans. So that is way more specific. Like which one would you join, right? Right. Which one would you rather be a part of? Like it gives you a specific vision or goal that you want to attain. So good. Absolutely. Okay. So we've, we've got it. So whether you're writing your own copy or whether you're working with somebody, there needs to be a hook. Yes. What's the next thing we need? So after we've hooked them and we've captured their attention, then you want to create an emotional connection. So empathy is really the greatest tool of copywriting. It's all about creating that connection and really showing that you understand where they are um, and where they're coming from. So a couple ways you can do this. I think the most powerful way to connect is by telling a story. So just as humans, we really connect with stories. They're the most memorable used to be a teacher. So like, I think back, like if I gave a lecture or a PowerPoint, like they maybe they would retain it for the test if they studied. But if I incorporated that into a story, they would be able to spit that right back out. They would remember it just so much more memorable in, in the human mind. And it connects us too, right? When you tell your own personal story or when you hear more about someone else, you feel a little more of a connection with them and it builds that relationship, that friendship, that trust. And so telling a story in your copy works similarly. So how would you incorporate a story? Like after the hook and then like, how, how do you see it sort of playing out? Yeah, you can, so give your one line hook and then say, here's the story. And then you jump right in and and tell them, you know, what happened. It could be like a before and after, a transformation. It could be walking them through, you know, I was at this problem. This is how tough it was. Maybe you're experiencing this too. And then here's the solution I found. And maybe this could work for you too. Beautiful. Okay. So we want to emotionally connect that empathy is the greatest skill for a a copywriter. Coaches, empathy is a huge part of what we do. Being able to see things through the eyes of the client, understanding what that experience is like for them. Megan's saying, include that in the story. Get clear. So once again, we get back to clarity, right? We can't tell a meaningful story for our audience if we don't know who our audience is. So it gets back to clarity about who you're speaking with and then what is the story that's going to be a connection for them that's going to help them know that you understand them. Exactly. So good. And it doesn't always have to be your own personal story. Sometimes that's what makes the most sense. If you have a really powerful story of overcoming or, you know, whatever it happens to be, but it could be a standout client's story. That is, you know, a picture of, of who you'd want to, to work with and help others achieve that transformation or, Maybe you're a newer coach and you don't have that powerful story, client story yet. It could be, you can, it's called authority borrowing. You can tell the story of someone else as long as it's true and you have permission, of course. So any type of story that way would be really powerful. That's so good. And, you know, for those of you who heard my podcast, oh, a couple months ago about connecting with your clients through podcasting, 
I told the story of my ideal client who's listening to the show. Well, that resonated with so many of you. You said, oh, that person is me. Your story about your ideal client really resonated with me. Well, it was through the story versus, you know, some other aspect. So over and over again, stories connect with people. Yes. And like you said, when the readers can identify themselves in your copy, in your writing, that's, that's the key. That's exactly what we want. Excellent. So what else do we want? All right. So we've captured their attention with the hook. We've connected with them emotionally on a human level. And then we want to offer them some proof. So especially if you are completely online, there's just a lot of natural doubt and inherent skepticism that we have. And so we need to overcome those objections um, naturally. So one of the ways we can do that is with a customer story. If you have testimonials or case studies, that can be really powerful. Even facts or scientific studies, graphs, statistics, something like that can work as well. I was working with a mindfulness coach, for example. And so in her copy, we used, there's a Harvard study that shows how mindfulness can increase productivity in the workplace. And we cited how, you know, some big time CEOs start their day with meditation and mindfulness practice. And so that was an example of like borrowing authority. It's not necessarily her clients, but it's pretty compelling if these big time people and it's working for them, then like, okay, if they're doing that, maybe I should, should try it. Good. That's so good. So whether this is, and I hope you guys are all visualizing if it's an email that you're writing, if it's a sales page where somebody would click and go to get this information, whether if it's an ad that you're running in, in Facebook or an article that you're writing for LinkedIn, whatever it is, you know, are you walking through? Are you getting them to open it? Are you connecting with them emotionally? Are you giving them the proof? Because as Megan said, we are inundated with information on the web. So there is this skepticism. There is this, why should I read Megan's article over Susie's article over Tom's article? So it is, you know, how are you hooking them and giving them reason to stay? Exactly. Yeah. Good. What's next? All right. So we've, we have that emotional appeal. We have more of a logical appeal. And then you want to tell them about the benefits and the features. So how is their life going to be transformed as a result? So they care about that first and foremost. Like get them to imagine what their future self or their future life could be like as a result of working with you or going through your program. So you want to think about both tangible and intangible. So intangible benefits could be like gaining more confidence, getting more clarity, things like that. Those mm -hmm. things you can't touch, but we all really want, you know, peace, balance in your life, things right. like that. So and that then, competence, confidence, all those kinds of things that might feel elusive, but when you can really clearly state that that's a result, we also know, particularly if you know your audience, know mm -hmm. that, that those are the kinds of things that they are wanting to achieve. It always comes back to knowing the audience, doesn't, doesn't it? That it seems to be the theme. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then you said the intangible things, would you actually put tangible things like 
how many times we meet and those kinds of things in the features and benefits as well? Yeah. So if it's a shorter piece of copy, I would stick by doing the intangible first. If it's a longer piece of copy or like the sales page, something like that, then I would also include the tangible things like, okay, how do they actually get me from, you know, A to B or (laughs) whatever it is. So the tangible features could be like, um, maybe you have a workbook that they can fill in or an ebook or you're offering them templates or, you know, whatever physical or digital thing that they can walk away with. Right. And if you're offering a program that meets twice a month for 90 minutes over the course of six months, I mean, those Mm -hmm. are things that that people are going to want to know about. Yeah. Yeah. Getting those details. Mm -hmm. They definitely are going to want to know the features and the benefits, but we don't lead with features and benefits because we want to hook them. We want them to understand that we that we understand them so that they know that we understand them and that this is a something worth listening to because we've offered proof as well. Exactly. Yeah. If you lead with benefits and features, they don't necessarily care about that yet. They want to know that you understand and know and care about them first. And then that's going to take down the defenses or like that natural inherent skepticism that we have as humans naturally just have. And then it builds that no like and trust factor for you that you're someone who's going to be an authentic and and heart-centered guide for them. Now, let me ask you about the proof piece. The proof piece, do you, is that where you would also enter any of your own credibility? Like if in fact you have worked with this population for 20 years and you've worked with over 2,000 people or whatever. I mean, is that where the, does your own, your own credibility, your own experience go into the proof part? Yeah. Yeah. That would definitely go in there as well. Yeah. People care about what results you've gotten other clients probably more so than your education these days. Unfortunately, right. I, right. You know, I hate to say that because I do think obviously education is very important. But first and foremost, people want to know what kind of results you can get and have gotten for other people. Which is why testimonials also could be a part of proof. Yes. Okay, good, good. Which just real quick is why you want to Think about when you're working with clients, asking them for those testimonials, asking them if they're willing to share in writing or on video what it was like to work with you and what the results are that they got. You can never start collecting testimonials too soon. Totally agree. Yeah, you should be asking every single client for a testimonial and think about because you've worked with them think about if they're a verbal processor or a written processor and invite them to share a testimonial that way like if they're kind of like I'd rather think about it sit down write it and send it to you or if they're like well I'd rather like can I just send you a voice memo and then you can you know transcribe it but make it as easy as possible for them I even send people questions like what was like how are you feeling before we started working together what was the process of working together like? And then, you know, where are you at now? And kind of ask them those prompting questions because some of them, most of them probably don't really know, you know, how to write what a to include in a testimonial. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So make it as easy as possible for them, as little friction as possible. 
So good. Okay. So we kind of went back to number three there to talk more about proof, but we've got the hook. We've got the emotional connection, the proof, which includes all those different things we talked about, being able to clearly put out the features and the benefits of of whatever it is that you're offering. Mm -hmm. And... And then your last step is to have a clear call to action or a CTA, as as we say in copywriters speak, a call to action CTA. And that is really just about being a leader. You're essentially saying, if this is what you want, then here's how you get it, right? And you don't need to overdo it, right? That's not attractive, but you're simply asking the reader to take the next step with you. That next step could be asking them to click on a link to get more information. That next step could be to click the buy button. That next step could be to to download your free handout or whatever it is that you're offering to move them to the next level. But people are not going to, if you do all this beautiful copy and then you don't ask them to do, they're going to be left thinking, well, what do I do now? So the call to action isn't just about like being helpful to you. It's about giving the reader a guideline of what, so that they're not left going and? (laughs) Right. To you, it might sound obvious of like what the next step is, but if they're reading this, you know, social media post or just one of a bunch of emails in their inbox, they're not necessarily thinking about it. They're just like, okay, cool. That was great. On to the next one. Like let's, you know, busy, 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 go, go, go on their day. Um, So you've got to tell them what you want them to do. I don't know if they like sales. It sounds obvious, but it's not. It's like so many people forget to include it. And so it's like, you could write this wonderful email that's highly valuable, but then you could lose the reader or not move them along in their, on, you know, on their buyer's journey because you didn't invite them to join your Facebook group or, you know, connect with you somewhere else or, you know, whatever that next step happens to be for you. So just ask, let them know, do you want to hear more from me? Join my Facebook group and, and have be a part of the discussion or click here because I've just, you know, put together a, a great resource for X, Y, and Z and it's available for free. Or if you want to become a part of this program, click to get more details or click to, to sign up. I mean, there's nothing wrong with if you're, if you've put together some great thing that you're offering your clients, offer them and give them the, the next steps to be able to t- participate. Exactly. Yeah. As a coach, you really need to take that leadership role. And as a leader, you need to, to tell them what that next step should be because it's likely they don't know or they're just not thinking about it. And so you are, you're demonstrating your, your authority as a leader. And I really think about it as like, you're not being pushy, you're not being bossy, but you're, as a guide, you're, you're, you know, you're putting your arm around their shoulder and saying like, Hey, let's walk this way together. This is, I think, you know, would benefit you, would help you. And you, if you have created these valuable resources, then, then share it with, with your audience. And maybe some people will say no, then you know, that's fine. That's their Mm -hmm. choice. And maybe they weren't a right fit for you or it's not the right time for them. But there's going to be people who say yes, and those are going to be your people. And once again, it comes down to clarity in that in this situation, how clear are you with your audience about what 
they need to do next. Confused minds don't buy. If somebody's confused about what to do, if it's not really clear, they're going to just go on to the other 800 emails that they have in their box. Yeah, simplicity and clarity are the two most important things there, as you said, because so like you don't want to tell them like, do this, do this and do that. Like step one, step two, step three, like just tell them to do one thing, make it easy, make it mindless, like a click here, you know, swipe up, you know, just one easy, simple thing that they can do in a second. To, to take them to the next step because otherwise it can create too much friction and, you know, they'll get distracted and attention spans are going down these days. So. Right. So good. So once again, why don't you just quickly go through the five and then we're going to talk about what happens when a client works with a copywriter. Yeah. So just to summarize, so we're going to start by grabbing their attention with a juicy hook or headline, or it could be the email subject line or that first sentence of your social post before they have to click read more. And once you've got their attention, then you develop the emotional connection, develop that empathy. You really know where they're at and speaking to, to what they're going through with empathy. And oftentimes that can look like a story. Then you appeal to the logical side with proof, which is all about removing that doubt and overcoming any objections. Then you can share with them benefits and features, both the tangible and the intangible. And then you finish with a clear call to action. Be a leader. Tell them how to take the next step with you. So good. And I want all of you to think about this isn't manipulative. This isn't, I mean, this is how to... Describe to your clients what it is that you do to work with them. So you want to be authentic and genuine and genuinely bring value through every piece of content that you do. Definitely. Yeah. I think authenticity is really the name of the game, especially here and now in this age. There's, as you said, there's so much noise out there. There's so many more voices online than ever before, especially in this current time period that we are in. And so the way that you cut through the noise is not to shout louder and it's not to be deceiving, but it's to really know the heart of your customer. And that comes through having conversations with them and through your own authenticity. And people are really drawn to that more than anything else. So good. Now we know that many times we are just so busy seeing clients or that, that our plate is so full that while we want to be able to create this fantastic, this content, maybe we don't have the time or maybe that's just not our forte is not our genius work. So people might choose to work with a copywriter like Megan. Megan, what happens when a client reaches out to you? What are some ways that you work with your clients? Yeah. So yeah, like you said, we recognize that as humans, we have a limited amount of time and energy and capacity, and we can't do all the things. So we want to focus on doing the things that we're good at, which is coaching, <laughs> right? For the coaches right? and the things that you enjoy. And if it's something that is not in your zone of genius or something that you just really don't like doing, it probably makes sense to outsource it because we recognize we just can't do all the things and we shouldn't be doing all the things because then you're being pulled in all different directions and you're not really giving your best to serving your clients, which is really your primary 
goal and the whole reason you got into this right. <laughs> from the beginning. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So to work with a copywriter, it looks like, so typically you'll get on a call and customize a plan for exactly what you need. And we walk you through the full sales funnel process. So from, you know, cold traffic, warming them up, turning them into a hot lead, and then, you know, being able to, to close the, the sale and, and be, make them become a client for you. So we walk you through all the different ways and the different steps that you can take and all, all the different pieces of copywriting, which there's so much more than, than you would expect. Even right. just keeping it simple, there's, it's still a lot that goes into it. So one of the things that I'm hearing you say there is that when somebody has an exploratory call with you or, and then they go ahead and, and hire you as a copywriter, you're going to help them understand this is what a sales flow looks like. This is what the funnel looks like. So you're educating as well as working with, you're asking the kinds of questions that you need clarity around to be able to do the, you know, the kind of content that's going to be valuable to this client or to your client who is the coach for their clients. <laughs> and, and I think that that's important because if anybody's listening, thinking, I wouldn't even know what to tell a copywriter. I don't even know. Megan's saying, we have the questions. <laughs> yes. Bring, bring your, you know, whatever it is that you're working on to partner with me. And I'll ask you the kinds of questions that I need to know. Exactly. Yeah. We do not expect you to come in knowing what you want. The very, very few people do. I mean, some people come and say like, Hey, I need this, this, and this. Can you get that? Can you do that for me? I'm like, okay, sure. But the majority of people are like, I don't even know where to begin. They're like, I, I just, just know, know I, I need, need a better funnel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need, I need more clients and I don't have the time and I don't, you know, don't know how to do it. And I was just like, okay, like this is, this is my job. <laughs> I can supply you the clients so that you can focus on doing your job, which is the coaching. So, and especially another big concern that is common with coaches is, you're concerned about authenticity and like if someone else is ghostwriting for me, how are they going to match my voice and really make it a seamless transition? And really the best compliment that a writer can receive is like, my favorite was like, I've been working with, with this client for a while and she goes, did you write this or did I write this? Like, I can't even tell. Wow, that's <laughs> awesome. So that is really the goal. And that's part of what I'm listening for when we have those phone conversations is, you know, your tonality, where are you on the spectrum from, you know, like casual to more formal? How do you talk? What phrases do you use? Personality type things. And then if we work together, I'll go through and read, you know, your website, your social media, your, you know, all the things that you've written in the past. And it's like, it's like an, I'm an actress getting into character is a good way to, to describe it as an analogy, right? Like I'm not you, but I'm studying you so that I can blend in and, and almost become you in, in the writing seamlessly. Which is, it's a gift. It sounds like you've got quite the gift for that. And I know that you said that you sometimes do it completely for your clients. 
sometimes you partner with your clients and sometimes you supply them with resources. So tell us a little bit about the different ways that somebody might work with a copywriter. Yeah, so there are three different levels of working together. So if you want to be completely, pretty much completely hands off the process and get a lot of your time back from this is we can do it completely for you. Um, in which case I would ask you questions and we could either do it verbally or I would send you a questionnaire if you're a written processor and you want to type right. it out. And I would ask you the questions that I would need to know. I would then, you know, become the actress or the writer and, and write it as if I were you. Mm-hmm. And so that will give you most of your time back. If you want to play a little more part of the process, it can be like a done with you. So it can be like a coaching. We write it together. We are likely on a Zoom call, chatting back and forth with, you know, sharing a Google Doc, typing in, you know, what about this? And then we, you know, well, let's try wording it this way, or you want to kind of think about this. And that's really helpful because a lot of people are like, I just stared at a blank page. I made myself sit in the seat for an hour. I can't do it anymore. This was two months ago and I still don't have it written. (laughs) And that's the other thing, right? If there are things that are keeping you from getting your material out there, then nobody's nobody's gonna be value getting the value of it if if it's just in your head or just on your laptop or not even in your laptop because it can't go from your head to your laptop. (laughs) So that's where working with somebody to kind of harvest those ideas and get the same way that we work with coaches, that Megan, you know, Megan is a copyright coach then. Yeah. And really time is of the essence. Like you want to get it out there because then you're going to start getting feedback of like, is this resonating? Is it not? What do we need to pivot? Are people opening? Is it the subject line? Or maybe they are opening, but they're not clicking. So maybe it's something in the body. And so we can start to figure out and identify like, okay, what needs tweaks? What needs customization? And so we're not guessing and we're not using our intuition completely, but we can rely on data and approach it as scientists almost, you know, to figure out where to go from there. But in order to do that, we've got to get it out there in the first place. So we've got to get it, get it written. So if you have no time, do it done for you. If you have some time and you maybe enjoy writing and want to be more involved in the process, do like a done with you, like a coaching type thing. Or if you want to do it yourself, then there are templates that are offered so that you're not starting from the blank page because that is the worst, <laughs> the absolute worst. Everyone gets writer's block, even writers. And that's, that's the trick to being a writer. That's the big secret is we just never start from a blank page. We always have an outline or a skeleton or a template or something that we are starting from because it's easier to make edits or easier to write once you already have something down. And like, it's just so hard to start from a blank page. So good. And I would assume that your templates are including the, some of these ideas about this creating content that you've given us in the first half of the interview today, kind of lining out the way that we want to have a hook and an emotional connection, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, they're super easy to use, very intuitive. For all of my templates, I also include a video tutorial of me kind of talking and walking you through it and a little bit of the 
the copywriting technique and formulas behind like, this is why it works. This is why it's a proven framework. So you, a lot of people get a lot of value out of watching those, but you could just say like, take it and apply it and, you know, plug in your own voice and brand and vibe from there. And yeah, and you're on your way. So good. Megan, anything that I haven't asked you about the value of working with a copywriter or just the the value of creating content that is going to impact our audience? Anything that I've left on the table? Oh man, we've had such a good conversation. But yeah, it's it can be hard to do yourself, especially at first, and it can feel really time consuming. So it's worthwhile to at least have a conversation with a copywriter or at least have templates, a bank of templates to pull from to just get you started. And then from there, depending on where you are at in your, in your coaching journey, it might be worthwhile to invest in done with you or done for you services. And if it's a good copywriter, you're going to see the ROI right away. It'll be well worth the investment. Such good information. Megan, thanks for taking time out of your busy day to share with us the essentials of creating content and just what does it look like to work with a copywriter? So good. I appreciate you. Thank you. Megan gave us such great food for thought and things to apply right away when you are writing your emails and your LinkedIn articles and your Facebook posts. So thanks again to Megan. If you want to know more about Megan and her copywriting business and the free templates that she's offering, go to starcoachshow.com, episode 186. The show notes will have links to her website and her templates and also have a link to the Facebook Live that I do every Wednesday morning to answer your questions about coaching. Join me for Wednesday's Wisdom at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central every Wednesday morning. Now, you're going to want to be sure to come back to the show next week. I am joined by Anthony Lee who is speaker extraordinaire. He teaches people how to speak in such a way that people are drawn to what you are teaching, that they want to work with you. He was extraordinary, and I'm super excited to share his interview with you. That will be next week. If you are enjoying the show, I would so appreciate a rate and review at Apple Podcasts so that more and more people will find the show. Plus, we are rapidly approaching our 200th episode, and I would love having at least 100 reviews. I recently heard that less than 7% of shows have 100 reviews or more. So please help me get to that place where I have at least that many reviews. Thank you so much. This is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success. Come back next week and see us again. And until then, be well. Be well.